0: Hey, welcome back to Engineering Etc. My name is Tony Casera. I'm a senior software engineer. And joining me today is my friend and colleague, Gabriel Grover.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back.
0: Today, we're going to be talking about leadership in tech and what you can do to be a better leader and some of the patterns and culture that we've seen that we think could be improved. It's a very wide topic. And I'm hoping that by giving some of our thoughts, it might help them understand and even work better with their manager, their boss. And yeah, let's hop into it.
1: Yeah. Well, what are the qualities that you like that you like the most or that you want to see in someone leading a engineering team?
0: Oh man, transparency is number 1. I I love when someone is willing to tell me how things are and to not pull any punches. I think that managers and leaders in general who are not good at their job tend to hide behind excuses and like externalizing their own like self-esteem issues mm. versus just being like yeah, I'm not good at that. Or as a company, we are not good at that. And that's okay.
1: Yeah. Hmm.
0: What's a quality that you like in leadership?
1: Yeah, the qualities I usually focus on are not like, not really like personnel qualities. Like at the end of the day, we're, we're building things, right? And a lot of stuff like bogs that down. Indecision is the one that, the worst. You know, there's always that, you know, there, I've been in so many organizations where you're like, man, we would really like to fix that. Let's fix it. And then you have a meeting about it and... You walk away from that meeting not having made a decision. Yeah. yeah. It's the worst. Yeah. And I find that usually happens when the engineering manager doesn't code.
0: Or hasn't coded in a long time. Yeah.
1: Isn't in the trenches with you and can't just say we're doing it this way letting something languish is worse than just trying something right you know even if there's like pros there's there's gonna be cons to any solution you do just pick a direction you know have that confidence and in yourself as a leader to make that decision and just say we're doing this and figure it out and i know there's you have to like balance that with like requirements from stakeholders and all of that but that's kind of what yeah i don't know that's might be a little vague but
0: no i think this is a this is a great area to get into cuz it's something that i have strong feelings about as well where i think people's roles also play a lot into leadership so like what you just said an engineering manager who isn't near the code or who hasn't coded in a long time is not going to necessarily be in the same mindset that the engineers are the people who have to deal with this and so sometimes decisions made are ones that are painful for engineers. And so I agree with you that they should be able to make a decision or they should be able to delegate to someone who they trust to make the right decision for the team. And I would say with decisiveness comes delegation as well, because if you're just an engineering manager, I think a big part of your job is delegation versus if you're a tech lead. I think, like you said, making a decision and moving on it is an incredibly valuable uh, part of that as well.
1: Totally. Yeah. I guess maybe I was like kind of conflating tech lead and engineering manager there's obviously some delegation you have to do what i see happens a lot though is there's no one to delegate to and this might just be the organizations i've worked in but you have like a tech leader engineering manager whoever is telling the soldiers to do something when you i feel like i've been in a lot of organizations where there there's no one designated as the one who's making architectural and engineering decisions there's a bunch of engineers working who are senior level sure but you have the engineering manager the guy who's delegating doesn't do any coding goes when you get this done and then you have a bunch of senior engineers going like well how should we do it let's have a meeting about it yeah and then it
0: goes nowhere well, in some companies, they would call that role like a solutions architect, right? Someone who just designs the way the systems are going to work together and says, "Like, go build these systems to connect the pieces."
1: Yeah, I guess solutions architect is. Yeah, I don't know if that's. I kind of have a hot take on. Oh yeah, <laughs> like tell me that. the hot take. Let's hear it. Yeah, I just like if if you're if you're not if you're an architect and you're not actually in the trenches with your engineers.
0: If you're not writing code anymore, yeah, yeah,
1: you're you can architect all you want. You have no idea if it's going to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's so many there's so many variables and like going from I'm going to architect this perfect high-level design of this thing and then didn't take into account a very stubborn edge case. Right. That completely changes your your whole plan. So you need to know the domain you're in. You need to be practicing in the domain you're in, right? Yeah. yeah. And like you got to be in the trenches with your soldiers man so uh, what do you th- what do you think then when say cto should ctos be coding i don't know no they shouldn't because they kind of get away sometimes <laughs> you ctos are there to you know advocate for the company on the technology side they're helping bringing in that business and that money into your organization. I've only ever
0: worked at one company where the CTO still coded, and I think that was unfortunately because something about SOC2 compliance and we hadn't put the systems in place to allow other engineers joining the company to have access to production data. Just having the one CTO be available or be in charge of all the production was our way of dealing with SOC2 compliance, and that's why he was still writing code. And like he he knew a lot about the code base. But it also meant a lot of times there was like seven-year-old code that you would look at and be like, last touched by, oh, the CTO seven <laughs> years ago. And you're just like, oh, now I have to bother the CTO to ask a coding question, which doesn't seem like a good use of his time.
1: Yeah, totally. I think, yeah, there should just be a really good relationship with a lot of trust between the CTO and the tech leader, manager, whatever, whatever. Right. Um, And a lot of
0: trust too, right? Like you hire someone as a tech lead, trust them to make those decisions. If they make a decision that maybe you think wouldn't be the right decision, maybe you have to let them fail sometimes and, you know, learn from the mistakes, or maybe you're going to learn that there was something you didn't know about that decision in the past.
1: Totally. But the tech lead has got to make decisions, you know? Yes. Totally. Um,
0: I think that's something that for me, I got a little brainwashed by Twitter. I was only there for a year, but everything you wanted to do, had to have a very detailed, long technical design document that was off of a template. They all ended up being at least five or six pages. Oh my God. You had to have them reviewed by a council of elders, a tribunal of engineers, you know, (laughs) like, and the old guard as well. And... I understand at that scale and size, like trying to change anything in a code base like that should be difficult because you might completely alter the course of the ship and you have shareholders to answer to, right? Mm -hmm. And I kind of get that, but you kill so much innovation that you get from what you're saying, like just being able to be decisiveness and move on, that then it means startups are able to come in and kind of eat your
1: lunch where you're not willing to move quickly. Totally, yeah. And yeah, I guess I've never really, I mean, my bias is that I've, mainly been in startups and i've never been like at a company at like the scale of twitter
0: so i don't know if i would ever go back at this point like going back to a startup was it was a painful transition i'm not gonna lie but what you're talking about the decisiveness and all that was like everyone's like make decisions ship and iterate like just get it out as fast as you can get it in front of the customers and i'm just kind of like wow i forgot what it's like to think this way and to kind of just throw stuff out there and not get too hung up on are we, I'm embarrassed to admit this, but like, I would get like nitpicky in code reviews about like, how are we typing React components? Because like, mm. you can do like React FC on the the constant definition, or you can just type the props and then let the the TypeScript compiler in, infer the the rest of the component sure. props. And like, I remember getting really hung up on that it should be the the inline props thing. And I was like... This doesn't matter, like this really doesn't matter. it doesn't move the needle on it. The fact that we have types at all is amazing. Let's just be grateful for that, yeah, and just ship the damn product, you know
1: totally yeah it's it's decisions like that, so when you have like a working product like they're not mission critical,
0: they take you away from the objective,
1: yeah, but they they learn and I feel like I want those decisions to just be automated, be automated or just. <laughs> If you don't, you're not at that point yet where you can automate that or have like a linter or something checking stuff like that, the tech lead just has to make a decision.
0: Sure. There should be a tech lead. Now here's, this is where like, I've seen a lot of companies, like when we worked together, our tech lead left. Right. And Mm -hmm. there was this period where we didn't know who got to make the last call and stuff, because if we didn't know, we just looked and we were like, Hey, yo, who makes, who makes the call here? And he was like, it should be this. And it was so much easier because none of us took it personally. We were like, tech lead has final say. Yeah. And I'm in the in the current place I'm at, we're kind of in the situation where I think we need a front-end tech lead, but we don't have one. Gotcha. And I think that that would help settle a lot of these things, like being really decisive on stuff. Because totally. uh, you're just like, we don't, like a couple people disagree. Let's give it to the tech lead and have them decide. And it, it doesn't even matter how much better or worse an engineer they are. Someone just needs to know that their role is to make the decision.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, I completely agree with that. I don't know what else to say on this topic.
0: <laughs> Thanks so much for listening, everyone. We'll see you in the next one. Ciao, everyone.